It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, happy Thanksgiving. And here we go, off and running on what is probably an absolute uh, uh, unicorn of a program in the broadcast world today. It's a live, live Thanksgiving Day edition of The Horn. Head on live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, including Thanksgiving, no less. 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Whether you listen live, whether you listen to the podcast, uh, whatever platform you listen to it on, uh, even if you're listening to all those obnoxious ads on TuneIn, thank you. It is wonderful to have a family and a community and a congregation like this going on 20 years. Hi, I'm Robin, and it really is Thanksgiving, and this program really is live, and we'll have some fun conversation and some not-so-fun conversation, because that's how things happen around here. But uh, I I hope you've all had a wonderful day, and everybody isn't all passed out from, like, too much turkey or whatever. Um, We will do a front porch here in about, I hope, here in about an hour, we'll get through the news of the day and stuff in the first hour. But the most important part of this entire program is just the, 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 the gratitude and the thankfulness that comes from me, from us here, uh, to the entire family community congregation that makes all of this worthwhile and, and, and makes it a labor of love. So uh, Annette wanted to pop by for a minute and just say hi. and Happy Thanksgiving. And we are thankful for you. And if you're hungry, come on down to Alice's. we got Alice's Restaurant open right here. Yeah, and we'll is, save a turkey for this you. This is a song about Alice, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so about Alice. <laughs> Color glossy 8x10s with a circles and errors and a paragraph blind on the back justice. of each one. It's just blind justice. Just another case of American blind justice. Thank you, Annette. He's wonderful. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, it is Thanksgiving, and you know what? We have 24th, of, 24th day of the month subscribers, and so we say thank you to our 24th day of the month subscribers. And that means, in particular, thank you uh, to our pal Samson, and thank you to Josh. Thank you both for being partial sponsors of the program. Um, thank you so very much. So let's see. We wrapped up at uh, where were we? Uh, so uh, fundraising goal is fifteen seventy, one thousand five hundred and seventy dollars. And you know, if we could actually close that out, <laughs> I could pay some bills. Um, but as it goes, you know, we'll see where it uh, we'll see where it all takes us. Uh, it's been a uh, uh, it, uh, at the risk of. Uh, it's been it's been a perfect day here in Mount Colby gone. Um, oh, and by the way, if you pop by this uh, by the chat room, you'll be greeted by early arrivers. Uh, uh, Squeaky and Irish Dave and Anatole. And uh, by the way, as far as uh, as far as trying to keep up funding, uh, an anonymous friend has uh, has said uh, if you're doing a show this evening. I thought I'd like to underwrite it. Um, I'd like to provide the horn free and clear. I have a show on me. So that's uh, $300, um, $300, my holiday gift to the horn community. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to Matt in San Francisco. I'm thankful for the horn. $50 to you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. That is that is so uh, so profoundly helpful, and uh, I, well, you know, I quit playing the lottery after a while because it just didn't seem to be going anywhere. So we'll have to figure out a way to. to I don't know. One of these days we'll figure out a way to make this uh, make this operation self-sustaining. But thank you, Matt, and thank you to our anonymous friend. That gets us down to. Uh, Nine twenty, we got nine hundred and twenty dollars to go to uh, get completely caught up. Thank you so much. That's tremendous. And you know, it, there are certain traditions that obtain with this holiday. This and and the history of this holiday is complicated, troublesome. And recalling that the first Thanksgiving was not when the indigenous people bailed out the starving, uh, not too bright white people, but rather the first official declared Thanksgiving was declared in the Massachusetts Bay Colony to give thanks to Almighty God for helping the white folks murder some indigenous people. Sorry, it's just a fact. But moving forward somewhere closer to... Uh, the modern era, well, there are other traditions. And some of them are just a delight. Um, which brings me particularly uh, to this moment. Yeah. You know where I'm going, don't you? We have to have this on Thanksgiving. Sure we do. 
All right, fellow babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nesman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center, where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP hey, turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am, huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. So far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The, the crowd is, uh... Curious, but well behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And oh yes, I can see it now. It's a it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter. It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner, and it says, uh, Happy. W K R P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen! What a sight! The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object, uh, perhaps a skydiver, plummeting to the earth from only two thousand feet in the air. No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! into the windshield of a parked car! Everybody's running around, pushing each other? Oh, my goodness! Oh, the humanity! Are you there? Les isn't there. <clears throat> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Les. Those of you who just tuned in, the Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkey. Film at 11. As God is my witness... I thought turkeys could fly. I waited all day to play that because it's just, it, well, it's just part of the magic of the day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. They're falling like sacks of wet cement. Yeah. <sighs> right. Uh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs has a uh, $25 challenge on the table for the turkey drop. Thank you, Ralphs. Uh, so hopefully somebody will uh, 
pony up 25 bucks and turn it into 50 and we'll get down to oh what did i say uh uh, we'll get we'll get down to um, eight seventy. Thank you, Ralphs. Thank you so much. Uh, there is the usual, uh, the usual ugliness out there, even on Thanksgiving Day, because in the wake of a massacre, oh, she's going to talk about that again. Yeah, she is. Information has a way in modern America of just drip. Drip, 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 dripping out, and it's all, oh, it's all just so nasty, so vile. The right wing is now attacking Richard Fierro, smearing him, you know, the guy who actually stopped the massacre from being worse than it already was. Um, Vice News had the article, the coverage. Uh, David Gilbert writing said the far right is calling Fierro a groomer and <sighs> the F word. And, well, it uh, it goes... One of the worst human beings in the United States of America is a guy named Jack Prasobiak. And he's nasty and not very bright and just plain hateful. And what he said was, are we just not supposed to talk about the U.S. Army major taking his family down to the local drag club for a night out? Uh, he put that out Tuesday morning on Truth Social and Telegram, uh, where he has an aggregate of some 2 million followers. Adding, because Jack Prasobiak knows exactly what heroes do. No, he doesn't. Never heard a shot fired in anger. He said, uh, heroes don't take their kids to drag shows. That was one of his fans saying that. Other, another one said, so, a married man, his wife, daughter, and her boyfriend all go to a gay bar together? I'm going to call bullshit on this. Uh, and that was uh, some asshole on Gab, which is, of course, a Christian platform. That person went on to say, if it's not bullshit, he's helping to molest children and he's all for it. F word dad in closet. There's no bottom with these people. Honest to God, there is no bottom with these people. Every time you think you've found them as nasty as they can possibly be, they find a way, these maggots do, to get nastier. Imagine calling a man who saved countless lives a groomer. Yeah. But I guess it's no surprise in this country in the early years of the third decade of the 21st century. And uh, there's Junior, you know, Trader Tot. He's jumped in because, well, it's a, the, 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 the World Cup is in Qatar. I'm not watching a single match of it. I absolutely will not. And, of course, Qatar is one of those barbarian countries where they, uh, 
imprison and kill people for how they love and who they love and well you get the idea and so there's a media clamp down in Qatar so that reporters can't report on human rights abuses that are taking place on a daily basis there during the World Cup. And, of course, this all falls to the... This, this, is, this all lands on the, on the doorstep of FIFA, which, you know, the, the International Olympic Committee is as corrupt, crooked as a dog's hind leg. But, you know, FIFA looks up and says, hold my beer. Let's hold the World Championship of football in a country that is positively repressive. This led, among other things, to the German national team, who were forbidden, along with several other teams, they were all going to wear one-love armbands with a rainbow on them and a heart. Their captains were. And FIFA said, no, we will yellow card anybody who shows up on the pitch wearing one of those. It was an unprecedented degree of repression, even for FIFA. Because ordinarily, uh, the, the, the team would be fined for, being, uh, for having out-of-regulation kit. But FIFA wouldn't even tolerate that. So instead, after, when, when the German national anthem was played, and when anybody's national anthem is played, then there's a team picture of the starting eleven. And so the German team got together, and every member of the team put his hand over his mouth to indicate having been silenced by FIFA and the barbarians of Qatar. Two sports uh, casters, uh, both women, and uh, Claire in the UK pointed this out to me. Well, FIFA couldn't do anything to them, and so they wore uh, they wore their one love armband. But this, and and, and remember, they're our partners in peace. Yeah, Enti- an entire city was built to host uh, to, to 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 host this. Uh, the disgusting display of repression, and it was built on the backs of immigrant labor over the course of the last 12 years. And it was shameful. And it was brutal and hateful. Migrant workers uh, horribly mistreated. And a lot of the world is taking notice. And that's where uh, that's where uh, Trader Tot comes in, Junior. After turning a blind eye to pedophilia and the sexualization of our children as well as forcing vaccinations upon people against their will and with severe consequences, etc., the West has really ceded the moral high ground to bitch about Cutter enforcing their beliefs at the World Cup. That boy couldn't be more stupid if he tried. And I do use boy deliberately because that's no man. 
And you notice he manages to get into get in a little uh, uh, transphobic and homophobic talk along the way. I mean, I guess I guess you could say that he's right. I guess the country has turned a blind eye to pedophilia and the sexualization of children. If you want to talk about oh, the religion industry in the United States, the Baptist churches and Catholic churches and Presbyterian churches and churches and churches and churches where children are uh, all too often and horrifyingly fucked by grown-ups, groomed by grown-ups. But that is not what Trader Todd is talking about now, is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. So, you know, it's just another day with Donald Trump Jr. in it. And, uh, oh, look, it's, it's Donald Trump Jr.'s brother by another mother. Wait, all of his siblings are. Um, no, not really. Uh, Eric the Dumber and Iwanka are, are his full name. Well, shut up. Uh, oh, look, it's a sighting of the... You know, Y-E, the. Yeah, he was seen uh, seen recently at um, uh, Mar-a-Lardas, Magaloco. Uh, and he was walking through uh, the Miami airport in the company of none other than uh, Christian fascist incel, Nick Fuentes. You remember Nick Fuentes? Yeah, Nick Fuentes and, and, and the are apparently buddies. Nick Fuentes being the guy who said that uh, it is definitely and totally gay for a guy to have sex with a woman. Still trying to wrap my head around that part, but Oh, well. So, uh, but the more important part is that Nick Fuentes was present at the Charlottesville rally where uh, people like him marched and chanted, Jews will not replace us. And I guess he's found a new pal in the. Can't wait to see the clips of when The shows up on his program. But they were on their way to Magalardas uh, to meet with uh, Geezer Disgustus. The later tweeted that uh, he, he was meeting with um, Nitwit Nero in order to ask him to let him be his running mate in 2024. And the Fuentes and the were also seen swanning around the, gar- uh, the golf course there at uh, Magaloco. Oh, and I saw an interesting article today by uh, Tom Hartman. Tom writes some compelling stuff. And, well, this is another case of us being way out in front of the curve here. 
because you'll note that I've been referring to these mass shooters as terrorists for quite a while now. And I've referred to um, Andy Aldrich as a terrorist. And, well, Tom Hartman has an article now where he says that uh, we need to start calling people like Andy Aldrich terrorists. We didn't call the jihadis who blew up the Twin Towers mentally ill, disgruntled, or discussed their troubled past. We correctly called them terrorists because they used mass murder to stop a right or wrong or to try to right a wrong or achieve a political goal, which is the literal definition of terrorism. And says, but nobody's calling them terrorists, and that's a problem for America. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm nobody. Still, you know, welcome to the fight. And we're happy, we few, we happy few are out there. Um, getting shit right when people are completely still, you know, way behind us. And then, of course, yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the uh, audio here, Matt. Matt in San Francisco, the father of the shooter. Uh, his by the, by, name, by the way, is Brink, and Anderson Aldrich had changed his name to Anderson Aldrich to get the stench of his father's name off of him. Um, the father of the shooter being told his son shot up a gay bar, then said, a gay bar? My son's not gay. I'm a Republican. I'm a Mormon. Mormons don't do gay. Whew. So he murdered five people and maimed 25 more, but in his father's twisted view, at least he's not gay. Matt says, uh, imagine hating gay folks so much you'd have your, uh, you'd, you'd rather have your son be a mass murderer than gay. The hate runs deep with these people. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right, Matt. And, and there's, a, there's a comparison to be had among the anti-vaxxers. There is no one who despises neurodivergent people more than the anti-vaxxers do. Imagine, you know, because Trader Tot there, Jr., mentioned uh, forcing people to take vaccinations and autism. Imagine not vaccinating your child because you would rather your child die than run the risk of autism. And there isn't a risk of autism with the damn vaccinations in the first place. But it says a lot that these people would rather have a dead child than an, a, a neurodivergent child it says a lot that there are parents in this country, far too many of them, and a lot of Republicans, almost all the Republicans, who would rather have a dead child than a trans child. This country has some seriously, toxically screwed up People, if you can use the word loosely, people. And this is a uh, just 
well, wow, this will take a minute. Now, understand, um, the father of Anderson Aldrich is a man named Aaron Franklin Brink. He's a self-professed Mormon. He describes himself as a combination MMA fighter and porn star. Oh, really? He's appeared in such films as My Milf Boss 8, I Want to Get Titty Fucked, and Latina Slut Academy. CBS 8 caught up with him in the uh, greater San Diego area. Kind of challenging to listen to, but, well, this is the first draft of history. Pissed off. He pissed off at me. You know, he wants to poke at the old man. I said, you need to poke at the old man. As long as I ain't poke from a rifle down the street, you don't want to get shot. But he wasn't talking about shooting me. He never made any threats towards me like that. He never made any active stress. He's he got a little fresh with me. Well, him. he's accused of walking in with an assault rifle, and, uh, I think he's and not then he for... was tackled by <laughs> another patron who was a veteran and pinned him down. God, what a dude. And then Why they arrested him. Why would he do this? Him. Why would he do it? He didn't shoot anybody then. He didn't actually shoot anybody. Well, they accused of killing five people. So they say he killed somebody. Five, and people, five people. And 18 others were injured in that. So the guy that grabbed him is a hero, basically. You know, I say, look, I have to say to my son, I'm ashamed that you did that. So you're going to be going killing people like this. It's just in that cold blood. If he goes and kills people with cold, in cold blood, um, I don't know if he tried to do this or not. I don't, I don't, I could never do it myself. I don't, I wouldn't think my son would do this. Do you uh, feel like you knew him well enough no. to indicate Last why time. he would have done something like this? <laughs> there's no, except there's no excuse for going and killing people. If you're killing people, there's something wrong. It's just, it's just, it's just not the answer. You're already, you're already gone if you're killing somebody. It's, just, it's just not socially acceptable. You can't just go and kill somebody. Yeah. Was then, he in San Diego from the time he was? Was he born in San Diego? Yes, or he was born. Country? He was born right here in sort of oh. Sharp Mary Birch Hospital over here, uh, up, uh, off the 163 right there. And then did he... Get the house! Hey, the dog's outside. Get the goddamn house. Yeah, Tell us you... what kind of kid he was. What did he learn? I mean, from you, did he learn how to shoot? Did you have weapons? I'm not talking about a fight, though. I'll tell you this much. I showed that. Yeah, I showed my son uh, how to uh, how to turn his fist over and then become a you know a, a destructive weapon with his hands. We eat you. I don't know about guns. I do. I, I believe the Second Amendment. I'm, I'm conservative Republican. I I, 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 don't, I like guns and all that stuff, but. I like this. This is it's sophisticated cops and shake hands afterward like a gentleman. That's how it should be. So, you know. tell us, share some memories from his first ten years with you. You were until ten years of age. He was going to school here. Yeah, you know, you know, Nicholas is a good kid now. He's he was smart, man. It's all about him. He was really with it. He was um, just I was intelligent, smarter than I was. You know, I, mean, I, I thought I thought I thought I couldn't serve myself being intelligent for having being had all the head trauma I had, but I'm actually intelligent. My son is way smarter than me. He's uh, technical savvy. He was how to use the computer. He's really, I mean, just really smart. Yeah. Was, was he in San Diego County from the time he was born until 10? About 10, yeah. Exactly. Or did he go up to Orange County sometimes? No, he was in Orange County. Because um, you were up in Orange County, I was right? in Orange County. I was in Huntington Beach and then in L.A. I was in the San Fernando Valley. I was, but he stayed in San Diego County that whole time. He remained in San Diego with his stable um, uh, in-laws. When, when did you hear about the incident? Yesterday, every day before yesterday. And you called immediately, tried to reach your son? There's a guy on the phone called a real, real assertive and very polite gentleman who's with his attorneys. I see. And they reached out to me and they, um, that was a, wow, my ex-wife, I guess, she told me. 
And she said, oh my God, they're trying to reach you. And I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, still kind of shocked. It's just five people are dead. I just hope that there's another suspect. And this is not something like this. My son actually did. I don't want him to be, he's gone, he's his history. If he did this, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're probably, I mean, they, they have like special circumstances for stuff like this. And involving all these so you never know what happens. Right? So I want my son to, to live a healthy life and and be, and hopefully not, you know, shit, man. So his attorneys called you? Yes. Yes, sir? And they said your son wants to talk with you? Why did they call you? He didn't actually, they didn't say he wants to talk to me. They said that it happened. Can you believe it happened? They started telling me about the incident, about the incident. There was a shooting involving, you know, there were multiple people. Right. And then I thought, they were on going to find it's a, a gay bar. Yeah, right. And, and, and I was like, oh my God, is he gay? As a scare, I was like, oh my God, shit, is he gay? Hmm. And he's not gay, so it's like, it's, 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 Well, you guys have had conversations about that. You, you were- Oh yeah, so like, he, you, you, I was you adamant. Him, yeah, you were adamant that gay is, gay adamant, is bad. Yeah. I'm a Mormon, I'm a conservative Republican, and we don't do gay, we don't do yeah. gay, we don't do gay. Yeah, so when did you first hear about the incident before the attorney called? You saw it on CNN, what did, what no, happened? No, I didn't, I haven't seen it yet, I still haven't seen that. I still haven't How seen did it. you learn about the fact that your involved. son was involved? Right, I learned about that my son is alleged to have been, been something like this mm -hmm. by the attorneys, they, they, they were yesterday, literally, they were yesterday. I have no idea knowing. Gotcha, gotcha, so you hadn't heard it on the news until the attorney called I, I'm still gonna check this out, I'm gonna look for like a little clip or something like that, but right, it's right. interesting to me. But my point my is- My son's like, well, it's a celebrity, so I'd say like that, but jeez, God, it's, it's a popular thing, everybody knows about this. Can you take us back to his childhood? Because the first 10 years, you had him, right? I had him, when I had him, that's a good time right there. You know, I taught him about, I said, my son's this, a fight, man on man, you don't go to the police, you're done, you know, you gotta be a man, and then, and then it's, you know, separate, you know, you don't go start fights, but you have to fight, fight hard, you know, and I, was open, and I taught him, I showed him how to throw a punch, and I, he knocked out one, or he, he assaulted, but then my first day, it was one of my requests to one of my ex-wife's boyfriends, he was mouth on, he was hit him right in the face, and he hit, he hit him on the face, and I, 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 I praised him for violent behavior really early, I showed him that it works, it is in, it's instant, and, it, and you'll get immediate results, and you'll always give what you want, you're good at fighting. But this is not something we foolishly do or do. It's not to just take into a bar or a social place and go shoot people. Um, you know, I don't want my son to be held accountable and be there to go away forever. He's uh, this incarceration exposure ended up not the dental death penalty is exposed here. I think he's exposed to this. Um, the Colorado doesn't have the death penalty. They do not. Oh, thank God. It's life without parole if he gets convicted. But he's going to be on forever if he gets convicted. They say he did this. They are reconnecting through this. He's the person who shot these people. Mm -hmm. They're gonna have him there for You know what? He has to be held accountable. I hate to say it, but I would like to hate my son being incarcerated. You know, I'd like to have a relationship with him. And I can just say, hey, look, fighting is the way to go. You don't go shooting people. A fight is a gentleman's way to fight. You know, you fight someone. What do you, know? you do for a living yeah. now? Um, right now, I, I'm a professional MMA coach. I coach uh, um, free agent fighters. Uh, I also do um, scuba diving, I scuba dive boats. I mean, you coach what? Professional? Professional mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and yeah. how long ago did you quit the the porn industry? Uh, 2000, and I think there was a couple of things from Brazers, like they shot for them. I made a couple of random scenes here and there a couple of years ago, but I'm not active. I don't do active uh, porn or testing for porn. It's, or testing for HIV. Also. I have used to porn like since 2020. 
2020 was the last time I've seen. I see. I see. Yeah. Have you been sober for a while now, or uh, um, I'm off still struggling? No, I actually have. I have. Um, I, 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 I have. I said, sober. I'm sober. I'm, I'm dry. You know. I'm not using drugs. Um, but um, I have a lot of damages from drugs that have will never leave me. I'll never. I'll never have. Uh, there's a nervous system. I have movements and sensual movements. I, I mean, Were you in a program? Yeah, I, I went to a program. I went to way back in 2010. Okay. I probably started getting it. I went to the intervention, you know, and that didn't work out for me for so alcohol well. alcohol and drugs both? Or? Um, probably is um, crystal meth, and, uh, because it was a connection with the porn industry. I didn't uh, start using methamphetamines until I was like 28, three years old, like three-ish. And how old are you now, sir? About 40, 48 years old. I'm 48. He's a religious man. He's a crystal Methodist. But um, I, I, I got into the pornography, sort of the performing and acting in porn as the um, uh, actor before. 2002, so I was like, I was 28, I was 28. That's when I started doing drugs. So then drugs, dude, they're not good for you. And it's methods, like, fuck it, just fucks you up physically and mentally. It also does irre irreparable uh, damage to your nervous system. Now that you hear this news, alleged accusations against your son yes is there anything that comes to mind that may have people you know people in the community want to know why why you know what was the trigger bad <laughs> pun man this fuck with him probably were fucking with this guy i heard he was heavy set he was like 300 pounds or overweight who was doing that with him? i have no idea it was just, it was just, oh, this is the things i've heard you know i've heard from but you know, I realized I thought he was gone from 2016 until like you know, a few months ago. You know, he called me like, like, like last year. It wasn't that much, even a year ago. He called me, so uh, I thought he was dead. I, was, I, I mourned his loss. Hmm. I think I had gone through a, 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 a meltdown. I lost my son. I, I blacked it out of my system. I'm going, I know something. I get an email from somebody over here saying he's, um, he's alive. So this is nervous. Majorly, this is both mind blowing. Do you have any idea when he first uh, recollection when he may have first um, tried a gun or shot a gun? I think, I think it's probably right. He's got hair on his ass. He started going, Hey, let me just shoot this damn gun. I don't know. I think he's better sooner the better. You know, guns are not a problem. Guns are good. So you had not shown them, no. shown him how to use a gun no, before he was 10 no. years old. I showed him how to use guns right oh, here. I see. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. So you never shot guns with him with as him. a kid? No. Okay, all right. Gotcha. No right. way, man. There's no guns. There's, 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 to me, the guns are the hand. You don't want to want I mean, yes, I believe in guns. I believe in um, you know, the, the right to bear arms. I mean, I'd say right here, but they don't look at that here. California, there's they're, they're, a bunch of liberal freaks around here. You can't carry guns. What do you have to say to the community about this? Man. I don't know what to say community. That's a weird question you have to work on. To the community, I say, look, you know, I love my son, I love him through this, man. I want, I want him to get out of this. I want, to, I want him to get away with this or, or just not be in jail, because that's my son, obviously. Um, but uh, I I don't, um, I don't know. I, I just don't want him to, I want the best for him. I want the, the world to love my son. Please love my son, forgive my son, you know, hopefully. If he can, I understand. But he, he walked in there and did that, I don't know what to say. I think like, God. If you actually shot some people, um, God, dude, that's just something I would do. I can relate to that. I would love my son no matter what. I love my son. Let me ask you this uh, one question. So you talked about gay people with him, and you, you talked about them being, I, I don't know exactly, what the Satanist people would have. Let me ask you this. Do you think 
My personal this, experience is yeah, that. Right. But this incident happened in a gay bar, right? And my um, question to you is, had you uh, had his, do you think these conversations you had with him, his upbringing, uh, had you taught him more tolerance? Let me no. be direct. Do you think, uh, you know, he would have been more tolerant of gay people? Apparently. I think that my anti-gay, anti-fematic, uh, they come writing of conservative extraordinaire, and I've been very vocal about that. It was I support Randy Vopel, her, her grandpa. I love Randy Vopel. He's a good American. Hopefully he'll be president someday. Um, Randy who? Uh, huh? Randy Vopel. Oh, Randy. Randy. Vopel. Randy. That's a good man right there. That's a that's the best man for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm a righty. She's terrific. We're right. We're left. I'm one of the rights. I've been very vocal with my, but that's my son. I'm a conservative, and um, I, you know, gays. I mean, for gays, right? the gays have been very mean to me. They're bullies. Bullies, the bullies are kids. Like it's like reversed. Like back in the day, it was, it was okay to be gay. You know, it's like you say, now it's like it's cool to be gay. It's not. It's, I think it's not cool at all. I think it's um. My, my opinion about gays is that it's just not okay. People should stand up against homosexuality. They shouldn't, that's like, they shouldn't go to the bar and kill people. It's social, no, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, they should stand up against it. What's right is right, and marriage is for a man and woman and all this. But that's, I don't go into all that, you know. It's just, it's just, yeah. Did you say you were Mormon? Yeah, I'm Mormon. And uh, how long uh, was Nick uh, he's Mormon, Mormon he's, from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, he's from the beginning. So I, I made sure he got to get the kid baptized. I had to, his mom doing it. His mom's a good Mormon, too. You know, she's nuts. She he was with, baptized in the Mormon church? Yeah, he stayed, he stayed, he stayed, with, he stayed, uh, you know, Mormons don't do gay, we don't do gay, there's no gays in the Mormon church, we don't do gay, no, we have to say, we say, no, we're not going to accept gay, we don't have to do that, we're not forced to do this, you know, but, uh, yeah. Well, having, given that attitude, yeah, my, my, what my, do you say to the families of the five victims? Sorry, I'm so sorry, guys, for your loss, I'm so sorry for any loss like this, I, I don't, seriously, there's no, there's, no, there's no regard to politics or anything. It's human life, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My my soul it goes out to you. I'm so sorry for, for your loss. You know who killed that those people. Hopefully, it was not my son. But I'm so sorry. You know, life is just so uh, fragile and it's valuable. Those people's lives are valuable. You know, I they're they're valuable. They're good people, probably. You know, it's not it's not like you kill somebody. Probably. Or, you know, kill. Um, I'm sorry. You know, I let my son down. Um, I you can quote me. I let my son down. Jesus. It was a long interview. I felt like it needed to be heard. Um, Ron and Raleigh says, uh, it's obvious where he got his smarts. Sounds like a typical rank-and-file Republican, a conservative Republican Mormon porn performer. Talk about an oxymoron. Well, this is the living definition of cognitive dissonance of being able to hold completely competing notions in your head and not be bothered. There's no gays in the Mormon church. We don't do gays. We don't do we don't do gay. This is going to be coming as a bit of a surprise to all the gay Mormons. Jesus, the LDS church even put out a statement. We talked about it a couple of nights ago, maybe last night, saying uh Uh, We condemn this. He's one of ours. We got out the seeing stones and looked into a hat and figured out that, uh, yeah, one of us. (sighs) Well, 
so yesterday we talked about the canard of him being non-binary, and I offered up the best explanation yet for why. Um, there's one problem with the whole non-binary thing. His booking records show him as male, binary, cisgender. And uh, his mama refers to him as he and him. Talking to the Daily Beast, a woman who wouldn't give her name but apparently lives where that phone number is, said, uh, we're just taking it one day at a time. There's nothing really to do after everything's said and done. Um, one relative said, I don't want anything to do with that part of the family. They've always had issues, a lot of problems. I'm totally disgusted by that side of the family right now. You may, Did you notice the little passing note where, uh, the, the moment where uh, Daddy uh, referred to his mother, uh, Andy Aldrich's mother, and said, uh, she's a good woman, she's crazy, but she's a good Mormon. Um, as Matt in San Francisco pointed out, not to be petty, but that's a high mileage 48. I mean, th- this, this guy this guy's so fried he makes uh, Mike Lindell sound positively sane. Hint, Mike Lindell isn't. Yeah. This is, this, look, he's a proud conservative. He said so. And I'm wondering how human filth like Jack Prasobiak and Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh will spin this. And uh, his original name, uh, the murderer, the terrorist, was Nicholas Brink. When he turned 16, he went into a Texas court. And the pleadings say, Minor wishes to protect himself and his future from his birth father and his criminal history. Father has had no contact with Minor for several years. And that's when he became... Anderson Aldrich. And, uh, well, here we are. It, it's, it, it, it is honestly, a, it, it's a, it shouldn't be, but it is a, Shocking degree of hate. Yeah, Ralph said he's drunk as a skunk. I know. I, I think that's uh, that's that's uh, eighteen years of almost unrelenting meth abuse. Peed skills, y'all. 
Uh, going back to uh, the rapper formerly known as Kanye, Steve in New York pointed out, you know, now that his name is The Y.E. Yeah, says Steve, he's the definite article. Oh. That's, that's a cowbell, the definite article. But it's not all, you know, it's not all this. Oh, no. No, we have a, uh, we've got another Herschel Walker story because drip, drip, drip. Yesterday, CNN broke the story that uh, Walker, Texas stranger, uh, will uh, get a homestead tax exemption in Texas for 2022 It'll save him about $1,500 because he's a Texan, not a Georgian. He also took the tax break in 2021 and 2022, even though he registered to vote in Georgia and has been campaigning there, you know, for Senate. Uh, The word being used for Herschel these days is, Hey, carpetbagger. That's a problematic word, but they throw that word around, you know, down south. This erection is for the people. Yeah, Brother Deacon Asa, you're not wrong. With his rap sheet, the murderer's dad has Republican congressmen written all over him. And he's got a pet candidate? What? Uh, Randy Radar says, I feel sorry for all the foreign journalists trying to make sense of the dad's word salad. And, and, and the, way he, the way his mouth, I know, video on a radio program, but the way he worked his mouth, he reminded me of no one, no one so much as Popeye. Only, you know, Popeye ate spinach were apparently... This guy eats meth. Oh, and uh, by the way, going back to Hirsch, this erection is for the people. And Ted Cruz nodded vigorously, and Lindsey Graham nodded vigorously for this erection. Uh, Herschel has already voted... Um, twice in Georgistan, even though his homestead and his domicile is listed in Texas. Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. Um, from a footnote uh, of the court filing, uh, Stephen New York points out, uh, Anderson Aldrich is uh, this is what the, the pettifoggers pled. Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns, and for the purposes of all formal filings will be addressed as MX Aldrich. 
footnote was included in a document notifying the court of Aldrich's illegal representation. And I still say it's because Colorado banned the gay panic defense and the trans panic defense. Otherwise, he'd be pleading gay trans panic as the reason he slaughtered five people and maimed 25 others. You know, when his daddy says, well, he shot shot some people. Some people, well, this this is a knowable number. This isn't like pie. 30 human beings. Yeah. I like that. Walker, Texas stranger. Screw it. I'm giving myself a cowbell. Thanksgiving. Interestingly, though, so Richard Fierro, who has since been slimed and scummed by the pigs and dogs and verminous animals of the right wing, uh, you know, he stopped the attack and then had help from a trans woman keeping it stopped. He went on to say, I don't know exactly what I did. I just went into combat mode. I just know I have to kill this guy before he kills us. Well, the New York Times did some digging around. And they found 433 situations in which a bystander confronted an active shooter in the country between 2000 and 2021. That's not country as in rural versus urban. That's the United States of America. 433 times an unarmed person has stopped an attack. Of that number, 433, 249. uh, In 249 instances, the attack ended before police showed up. Surprise. And uh, in 64 cases, the bystander... Subdued the shooter, putting the lie to the only thing that stops a good guy with a gun, or a bad guy with a gun, is a good guy with a gun. And let's do, please remember, up until he pulled the trigger, by the NRA's own definition, Anderson Aldrich was a good guy with a gun. And the only thing, the only difference between a lawful gun owner and an awful gun owner is the letter L. Uh, Stephen New York, as to Texas, Hirsch says... I-O-L-I-Y-A-R. It's only legal if you're a Republican. Herschel fits in nicely. Yeah, yeah, he does. But since I mentioned Texas a moment ago, well... Let's uh, check in 
on Texas. Marble Falls High School uh, was playing basketball, women's basketball, girls' basketball. They were hosting East Central High School, and Asya Prudham, a senior, was at the free uh, the free throw line, having been fouled. That's uh, that's when the Marble Falls cheering section got going. Oh dear. For the sake of clarity, high clarity, um, Marble Falls High School in Texas is not the um, Marble Falls fighting chimpanzees. No, Asia Asia Prodome, who was at the free throw line, is a young black woman. And so there at Marble Falls High School... Because it all begins at home. Some fans started literally howling like a monkey. These fans are racist pieces of trash. Uh, after the game, uh, Asia Prudhomme said, this is sad, heartbreaking, and uncalled for. Can't even play basketball without ignorance and racism in the stands. This really broke my heart, my coaches and teammates. Please share this out and help us punish those involved. And... Uh, the East Central Athletic Director, Suzette Ariola said, they did not ask them to leave, the Marble Falls administrators. They never escorted anyone out of there. Marble Falls, Texas, by the way, is about 50% white, 1.5% black. And, uh, well... They're investigating. Vanessa Villarreal is the head coach at East Central. She said, the situa- this situation was hard. Speaking to my girls about this was hard. Our weekend was not ruined by this. Our kids grew, and I wish I could show what our girls did on the bus once we discussed it. Our girls are amazing people who love each other so much, and I love them for that. Good. Yeah, but can't there say? No, there's an investigation of the video. Which, incidentally, will come to nothing. And here we are. 
the bodies from uh, Club Q haven't even been buried yet. And the Proud Boys are already planning to assault another drag event. Over at Newsweek, which has become a shockingly right-wing rag, Shira Lee Bartov wrote, The shooting followed a steady stream of far-right protests against LGBTQ events over the past year, coupled with anti-gay and anti-trans rhetoric published by prominent right-wing figures. Days after the Club Q victims are laid to rest, the Proud Boys plan to disrupt a drag storytime event in Columbus, Ohio. The group's local chapter announced its intent on Telegram. The Columbus Proud Boys would like to announce that we will be attending the Holly Drag Storytime being held at the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Columbus on December 3rd. It's going to be wild. So they're publishing their intent to attack a gathering in a church. And we can't do anything about it because freedom? Do I have that right? Yeah, I guess because freedom. And they'll be there. They'll be masked. They'll be wearing their stupid Proud Boys shirts. And they'll have their the yellow or black masks or their American flag masks on and their ball caps. And they'll be giving their little white power white power hand sign and you got to wonder if the Columbus police will do anything maybe keep them 500 feet away make sure people can get into and out of the event especially because there will be children Maybe. Maybe the Unitarian Universalist Church could pursue a, 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 a what is commonly referred to as a peace bond against them. Or maybe since it's Ohio and Ohio, well, I'm sorry, we've got a lot of friends in Ohio, but y'all know better than I do how toxic Ohio can be. Here's hoping they don't start shooting. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, we've that, That's the filler robster. Thank you to uh, Brendan. Uh, Brendan just fulfilled $15 worth of uh, uh, Ralph's challenge, the turkey drop challenge. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you so much. And I, the idea was to have a front porch. I don't, um, I don't know if uh, anybody's down for that. Everybody may just be whacked out of their minds on, on, on you know, the turkey tryptophan thing 
So we shall see. Wait a minute. You're saying no front porch? I got my sweet tea. And my, well, my you you know what you you it, it, you just you just grab you a chair. Well, I would, but you know how it is—the brownies come out. Mm, yes. Yeah. So, gotta spread it. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, there's Kyle. We got enough here for a front porch. You, me, and Kyle. Oh yeah, and I'm sure well, I'm sure everybody well. else says they kind of wander through. I mean, they're just walking through the house and all just trying yeah. to get over. Well, I mean, uh, truth, truth be told, I do need to uh, go out and check on the bird. Uh-huh. I really, really do. Sure you do. You want to leave me here with this cat, don't you? <laughs> That's not nice. Well, well, mom, mom. Don't get him started. Mom, mom. No, he likes giblets. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's he going to get some. Oh, no, he's not. And Soxertes will get some, and Lucy Pearl will get some. And no, they'll get their cat food. Little Mocha will get some. They'll get their cat food. If you feed them anything that will give them the Thanksgiving Day poops, I will be very upset. Let's not talk about the Thanksgiving Day. No, no. We'll put it in a paper okay, bag. Okay, no, no, I got it. No, I got it. No. <laughs> By the way, she's got her Eeyore hoodie on, which is just adorable. Thanks for noticing me. Shove off, Gretch. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, well, I haven't even mentioned it yet. You know, when 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 you're waiting for the food to come out on Thanksgiving and everything, and, we, and you know, we, we it's difficult to get everything out at the same time on Thanksgiving in this household. True. But it's nice to have a snack. The and snack rolls. Did I did I did I make you a lovely snack? Yes, you made a wonderful snack roll. And I, I put because I hadn't put any food port up on up on uh, social media in a while, but I shared the. It, I found some manager special scallops. Now, if I'm not here tomorrow or the day after, come looking, please, because it it means that the but scallops got me. What I, what I did is I. Uh, did you tell them about Captain D's? No, no. Well, maybe yes, I did. I did. I did mention Captain that. D's is the epitome of evil. I say this on Thanksgiving. The okay. sum of all evil. They're Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the Captain D's butterflied shrimp and the Captain D's uh, chicken, planks. chicken planks and the stay away from Captain D's. Uh, that is my hill that I thought I was dying on. So yeah. And and Ralphs and her kitties are here, uh, Kayla and Tegan. Happy Thanksgiving, Ralphs. Uh, but no, I was proud of them. I, I, I got, I took, I, I browned, I browned some butter in a skillet, right? And then uh, sautéed the, uh, sautéed the scallops in uh, a, a little, uh, some garlic, and then Clarity out in Oregon sent me a string of homemade, or not homemade, but homegrown chilies, and oh, yeah, I took, I took one little skinny red chili. And minced it up real fine, put it in with the garlic, browned it all, let the let the water let the let the water sort of sizzle away out of the butter, and then sautéed the uh, scallops in them. And you were a very happy girl. They were they were wonderful. Yes, I know. I'm not effusive. I'm not a foodie. That's okay. I know it's terrible to tell everybody that, right? But you like you some scallops. I I did well. I'm a. I'm a seafood girl. 
unless it tries to kill me, and then it kind of puts me off a bit. Well, we had to, we, we had to, we had to get you, we had to get you past the trauma of Captain D's. You, you had, you had I to still know. I don't have my sea legs. Arr. Get it? Yeah, sea legs. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, Gretchen. Oh, Ralph says thanks, Annette. Most welcome. Give kitty hugs. Um. So I'm, uh, I'm still trying to figure out. If we're gonna have a front porch, or uh, or if I'm just gonna keep fill a robstering, on the odd chance that it looks like it's gonna be keep fill a robstering, uh, let's check in back here close to home. At least for me, in wild, wonderful West by Coal Manchinia stand where. Uh, a guy sat the bench, and I don't mean he wasn't playing. I mean, we're talking about a judge. Judge David Hummel, Jr. has resigned from his job as circuit judge. Uh, yeah, he uh, said... Uh, it's been a terrific honor to serve this role since January of 2009. Now, uh, I'd say that means that he's been on the bench for something like 13 years. So he's probably vested for his circuit judge pension, which is fantastic. Uh, probably on the order of $80,000 a year. No, really. Um, the reason he's quitting is because back in uh, back in March... Uh, he was holding a hearing, and a lawyer from Texas who was in his courtroom said that he took out a Colt forty-five handgun and waved the gun in the air, then put it on the bench, and then showed the lawyer a silver packet and said, This right here is anticoagulant for use in active shooter situations. He has still not been charged with a crime. The Judicial Investigation Commission still has taken no action to, against him. So I guess the thinking is if he quit now, well, he might be able to save that tasty, tasty, tasty pension. Here's the fun part. This dude ran for the highest court in uh, West Virginia. And now, and, and, and this is, I, I object to this. Because Republicans don't like actually being identified as Republicans, when we vote for judges in this state, we vote for them on a nonpartisan basis, so you can't tell if they're a Democrat or a Republican. And that's exactly how the Republicans wanted it. Um. Oh, that's cute. Hi, Kayla. Kayla looking at the speaker. Oh, Isn't she pretty? She's gorgeous. Look at that face. I know. That's got character. Welcome to Cat Talk it on the Horn. That's sweet. 
so uh, I guess we won't uh, up in New Martinsville. They won't have uh, David Hummel to kick around anymore. Wonder how many other times he brandished his Colt 45 caliber handgun. I'm guessing that's a semi-automatic, but it may, you know, it may maybe not. And since uh, since we had the story from Marble Falls, Texas, uh, it wouldn't. Uh, well, uh, we have another. We've got a Texas man story, but actually, it could just as easily uh, uh, be a story of Florida man. Texas man was in Tampa, Florida. Miraculously, he's been arrested. 30-year-old Dustin McCann was taken in this past Tuesday on four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm and one count of discharging a firearm from a motor vehicle. <sighs> he was... <laughs> you know, they all start this way, don't they? He was drinking in a bar and started hurling racial slurs at the security guard there, also known as the bouncer, who happened to be black. Um, Tampa Police Chief Mary O'Connor said in a Facebook post, racist conduct like this has no place in our community, which is why our Tampa police officers worked swiftly to find this suspect in less than 24 hours and bring him to justice. He will now be held accountable for his criminal actions. Uh, Chief, Mary, can I call you Mary? You say that racist conduct like this has no place in our community. Are, are, are you aware of who your governor is? Were you paying attention on November 8th when racism took the day in Florida? That's so that that is that is a Texas thing to do. Shoot three or four times with your freedom protector up into the air. Who cares where the bullet comes down? And then yell white power. Um. Let me get a question over to Brother Deacon. Uh, Scott said, I can't click into the front porch. Uh, working on that. Or as the Australian girl in my phone says, still whacking. Something went wrong. Try again later. Speaking of which, I wanted I wanted it. Uh, my my friends in in Michigan will get a kick out of this. I have a very old uh, UE Boom Bluetooth speaker. 
use it with the uh, iPad to play noise while I sleep. And sometimes for when we're watching movies and whatnot. Like I said, it's very old, and the battery is just shot. And it's a self-contained unit. I can't begin to figure out how to get to the battery. I think you're just supposed to buy a new one, but that ain't going to happen. Really good speaker. You know, water-resistant and everything. But, and, and, and voiceover work is interesting, to say the least. Because this is a human voice. When the battery gets low on this UE Boom speaker, a feminine voice interrupts. First, there's a sort of a low moan. Ooh. And then a feminine voice interrupts and says, Critical battery, please charge. Critical battery, please charge. And it's the charge part that lets me know that, that that apparently the voice inside my speaker is from Michigan because she sounds she sounds just like she sounds just like my high school Latin teacher. We were her first class when she graduated with her degree in classics from Michigan State University and came down to teach the little little heathen rednecks. Um, critical battery, please charge. Michigan through and through. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Tamara out in San Diego says, "Happy, uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Happy day! Same to you, same to you, Tamara. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being there." Uh, Ron and Raleigh, going back to uh, uh, the judge there in. Uh, Northern West Virginia. Um, let me see. I got to do some change wiring stuff. Here. Stand by. It is on. It was just not plugged into the right uh, area. Uh, but no, Ron and Raleigh. Uh, said um, I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on the internet. But isn't what His Honor did? called brandishing it is called brandishing and it is a crime i guess unless you're a judge and uh i know i know all right maybe we've got the front porch thing uh, squared around um are, are yens there it's one goddamn thing right after another robin <laughs> as god is my witness i thought turkeys <laughs> could fly there goes one now they're falling like sacks of wet cement. Well, I just put the rolled pork roast in the oven. Oh, sounds tasty, well, Roger. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Or, or the smoker, as it, as it may be. Uh, it's up to almost 300. That'll do. Yeah, I don't want to get it much higher than that. Yeah, well, the the recipe has it in the oven for... An hour and a half at three fifty. Well, I need to. I actually, no kidding, need to get the conversation going and get it kind of vigorous because I need to uh, the. Uh, I, I need to go and retrieve the bird from uh, uh, from the smoker before it you know becomes completely ossified. 
Well, I'm, I'm just out in the back porch listening to uh, Arlo Guthrie's uh, annual song, and, and you sounded like you were in a dead space, so I answered up. But. Well, I appreciate you doing that. Um, I had mentioned we would do a, fr- a, a, a front porch this evening, but I don't know if, uh, well, I don't, I don't know if people realized it, or maybe they just missed the announcement, or maybe uh, they're actually having th- Thanksgiving dinner. And I said I wouldn't be here, so uh, whatever. I didn't hear it. Yeah, you may have, you, you may have wandered away by then. Well, I'm sure they'll wander in. You know how it is. Yeah, and uh, I think I heard Tracy or saw Tracy pop in. Oh, hell, if Tracy's here, then we've got a porch. And I see Kevin. Yeah, if Kevin's here, we've got a porch. Right. Tracy's not in the room. Oh, okay. If Sparky's here, I'd know we've got a porch. It's definitely a porch. For the capital P. I was just outside on the patio. So, uh, did you did uh, did you did you have Thanksgiving dinner with anybody, or, or are you gonna uh, having any visitors over nope. or anything? Nope. 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 I was watching something, some show on Epics. Well, I just had a note from uh, Steve in New York. Steve said, thanks. I just want to make sure I say thanks for tonight. I'm not able to be on the porch. Something going on with my microphone. it. Sorry about that, Steve. We'll miss you. Uh, here's a fun one just to get us started. You know, it, it being Thanksgiving Day... Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been expecting the communique out from Fox News TV Radio Rwanda that uh, uh, the war on Christmas is on. Well, uh, where does that take place exactly? Uh, b- b- all, all over, all over America. Well, uh, I haven't been to one of them battlefields yet. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, in- <laughs> Uh, Robin, in headquarters for the war on Christmas, is it down in a bunker, and do they have a big table with a map painted onto it, and they're pushing little uh, markers around, like in the movies, like in the Longest Day, and yeah, right, yeah, with the with the little yeah, with the little the the, the little sticks and the yeah, the uh, Stratego board or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I it's not a war unless you've got people in charge pushing figures around on a tabletop map to indicate progress. No, 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 Scott, that's that's old school. Well, you know me, uh, Sparky. Old school is my middle name. You got to get hep with what's going on with war now with drones. Get hep. <laughs> yeah. Guy was, guy well, the, 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 lar- the larger point is that after leading, after leading the, the braying and grunting and hooting about the war on Christmas... Fox News TV Radio Rwanda is now desperately upset uh, with uh, 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 Frau Ingram uh, claiming Biden White House jumps the gun on Christmas. It just happened. Just because they got the Christmas tree delivered? Same day they were pardoning the turkeys. I, I, I guess, uh, but it's also the same day that Fox News TV Radio Rwanda put up their Christmas tree. 
That's true. <laughs> New Fox News salvo in the war on Christmas is that Joe Biden is too pro-Christmas. God, please. <laughs> oh, so, you know. Frau Ingram, go back to talking about white Jesus and white Santa. It, it, maybe, maybe, maybe call into uh, to, what's her what's her name show. Uh, white white grievance white grievance lady Megan Kelly Megan Kelly. Well, it is the holiday. It is the holiday season, though. In another time period, Frau Ingram would be behind a desk in Bethlehem, indicating no room at the inn. You know, I mean, when it comes right down to it, that is, that's the whole point of Christmas. If you believe in the redemption story, that's the whole reason they had to send baby Jesus, was to you know somehow salvage. Folks like her with a heart of stone, if there's a heart there at all. I may, it may be one of those Dick Cheney deals. That's <laughs> the whole point of Christmas was to consume. Well, it, it became that, but, you know, in the traditional <laughs> sense. And my favorite Christmas card, of course, are the three wise guys standing in front of the manger, and you open the card and says, what do you mean it's a girl? You know, which you can't beat that for holiday sentiment in my book. Oh, it just gets me right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Or are you, when are you going to tend your bird? Because I've got a. Well, uh, yeah. Out. I mean, if you want to take off, I need I need to go tend the bird. It's going to take me a couple of minutes. Okay, well, we we can handle it because I've got a. You brought a topic up today that I really that, that needs further addressing. It, well, I love dressing. What You'll is, have to explain it to uh, me. Uh, Give me a clue before I wander away. Well, it has to do with the, the lengthy clip that you played besmirching uh, San Diego with that guy that sounded like a cross between uh, uh, Mark Levin, uh, uh, the guy uh, that's got all the uh, fines against him. Uh, crazy guy. You know the one. Um, Alex Jones? Alex Jones, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, Cardinal Cushing. Who Don't forget like Popeye. Drunken. I mean, I was, I was, uh, yeah, as Popeye. we, as I ran the clip, I was waiting for him to go. <laughs> Cardinal Cushing of Boston, the late great who. Uh, and like the Penguin, Cushing. as played by oh, Burgess yeah. Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, speaking of birds, I'm going to go tend mine. Go base your bird, Robin. Why is it everything you say sounds filthy? I, it, 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 it's turkey time. How can that? How can a, a the, the pilgrims and the Native Americans sitting down sharing a meal a few years before everybody dies of smallpox? How can that be dirty? I mean, that's nothing dirty about it. Go tend to your meal. How's that? Does that work a little better? There. Yes, it's the fe festival of gluttony. Yeah, yeah. We have somebody new in here, I think. Linda. I, this is Linda, also known as Ralphs. Oh, welcome. It's the first oh, time yeah. you've been in here, isn't it? Ayla.
was here. Oh, yeah, you're here. She has a very quiet voice. So I don't know if you can hear her or not. Yeah, I heard some sound. And I had my turkey dinner this afternoon with my brother and nieces and nephews. Well, good for you. This is my second Thanksgiving. I'm totally alone. Scott, what was the subject you were going to go on? Oh, no, I was just going to talk about that that guy's uh, father here in San Diego. I had a few salient points about, and I want to clarify with Robin if I heard correctly what I thought she said. Because I, uh, I didn't realize that he had any relatives who were coming out speaking on his behalf or commenting on him or whatever. But then... Uh, you lost me. Who are you talking about? The, the, the guy, the father of the shooter of the Q uh, nightclub in oh, Colorado. Oh, still talking about that? Well, that's what Robin was talking about earlier. And apparently he play, she played a long audio sourced to a San Diego television station or radio station. I don't know which because they're the call sign for the TV station for CBS here and a couple of, and one of the radio stations, a right-wing talk radio station, or KFMB. And I, I, I just, it'll be better when Robin comes because I can explain, I can pose my question that way cause, or, or make my comment that way. So how are you? Are you, how's the weather up there? Is it, that's lovely down here for sure. Cold mornings and, and yes, yeah, it's up in the sixties, maybe seventy. It was seventy yesterday. Yeah, can't you can't beat California when it comes to, to but the mornings? Way mornings have been down thirty four, thirty six degrees. As soon as the sun goes down, it gets cold, cooler. Yeah, pretty quickly too. Mm -hmm. No rain in sight. Maybe, maybe next week, though. We could, I don't know how it was up there this past year for you, but we are just way behind on our rainfall down here. And there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Nope. Climate change. We're the patterns of change. They keep saying that California's going to get hit with it. Uh, 30 days of constant rains sometime in the future. Yeah, see, and that doesn't work at all because rain, you need it on an ongoing regular pattern. But when it comes all at once, 
you know, that just creates a different set of problems. We've had some wet winters up here. And I've seen that lake, Shasta Lake, just fill right up within a couple of months. We get constant rain. Where is Lake Mead? I know it's not up there near you, but I know it's further south. Lake, Lake Mead is in Nevada. Yeah, well. South of Las uh, Vegas. Yeah, okay. Well, I thought part of it, it was one of those bodies of water that covered two states. I I couldn't remember exactly where it was. That thing is at like an all-time record low. They're finding bodies in automobiles and refrigerators that were dumped in there years ago. That The thing is so low. I think it was Shasta Lake. Shasta Lake gets down to the so the, uh, the construction, the base of the construction tower that they they left. Yeah, it rises up out of the water, and then there's the old road that goes through the lake. There's some bridges up on oh, some wow. of the fingers of the lake that all of a sudden expose. We go in cycles up here. You get periods of drought, and then all of a sudden a period of rain. Little thing. Remember Lake Oroville? I've heard of it, but I, I don't know much about it. That's the one that someone the dam that was on, thinking about the dam was going to break a few years back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Then it flooded downstream from it there. But that lake is really down pathetic looking. Now how did like in the in the in the center in I guess central California where all the farming and agriculture takes place or a lot of it in California, how are they coping? Are they getting any uh, weather? I mean, are they getting any enough rainfall or do they have to truck their water in or pipe it in? I'm not sure what's going on down there, but they're, they're still sending, they're still sending water down the, oh, the, I can't think of, there's a canal that goes all the way down from the, from the Delta where the Sacramento and the San Joaquin Rivers come together. Mm -hmm. It's the aquifer or something, California aquifer or something like that or something. Not aquifer, but by aqueduct. Viaduct. Or, or, Viaduct, no, yeah. And see, a lot of that infrastructure was built back in the 20s and 30s, back when we had normal weather cycles. You know, yeah, and it, yeah. it kind of, those places from which the water is pumped or, or flows down, a lot of them were done on a gravity basis. It wasn't done with, you know, electronic pumps or anything when they, those ones that they built in the 20s. But they, I guess they never considered that there would be a time when the, the body of waters, the bodies of water that are providing the water that's piped in. Or, or aqueducted in, that there wouldn't be, that the lakes would go so far down that you couldn't pump out of them. I mean, then what do you do? Yeah. 
here near where I live, we used to have it called the Diversion Dam. Because the Tama Calusa Canal starts at just south of Red Bluff, where I live. And it goes down the Sacramento Valley all the way to Calusa. And if you drive I-5 through the, that area, all you see is farmland and ranches and just miles and miles and miles of all of a sudden there'll be a town and then you drive on and there's more farmland, ranches, and then there's another town before you get to Sacramento. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, f farming is like one of our chief industries out here. You know, so you got the people who are doing the farming or the ranching, and then you got the people who who are supported by that work. And it's like a, it's like a chain reaction when one key element of it is missing, in this case, water, then everybody gets screwed. And you carry it so out they're, further. They're, they're adapting, they're learning to adapt, put in, put in drip systems. The old orchards that used to use the big old sprinkler pipes and you'd have to set them out in the, in the orchard and then you had rain birds and everything. Yeah, I remember those. Those are long gone. And any of those orchards that didn't have didn't have a drip system, they ripped them out. Well, that's good that they're figuring out ways to, to, to deal with it. But ultimately, if you don't address the root problem that's affecting whether or not it rains, even your stopgap methods are not going to really do you much good. I know what's do. Let's just not eat. There you go. There's your solution. Jesus. And there are people that propose, well, cut down on your eating, people. That's what you need to do. Well, all right, fine. Well, I cut down. I cut <laughs> down on my beef because beef because it gets so expensive. Oh God, yeah. But the ranch behind me used to, used to raise cattle. They're not going to raise cattle anymore. I got a new orchard going in behind my house. Yeah. Well, my neighbor was right. He's throwing a big wind, windy over there. More people are showing up. He told me the other day, if he had any leftovers, he'd bring me over a plate.
I don't know what Robin's doing with that bird. This well, is great. Going out. For what? From Democratic Underground. Charles Schumer's talking about a leadership shakeup in the Democratic in the Party. Senate? Yes. Like maybe he leads the Senate. Promoting Debbie Stabenow and Amy Klobuchar. Well, I can see Amy Klobuchar being leadership, wanting leadership. I think she still wants to run for president. I don't know what anybody thinks about her. How long have you been following Democratic Underground? Since 2004. Oh, you got me beat. I've been doing it over. It's around 2009, I think. Let's see. I am. As I am usually the poster for the nightly Mike Malloy thread. That's how I met you. Welcome back. Thank you. The bird, the bird is fabulous. What were you doing to it anyway? Well, it was just a, it was just a matter of getting it getting it off the smoker. And so the pan the pan's hot, and I had to I had to get the silicone the, the silicone gloves out so I could handle the bird, and and so now it's inside and it's resting. Cool. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of took a took a shortcut today. I picked up a bottle of the uh, McCormick Grillmates Montreal Chicken Seasoning. Wow, it's impressive. Tastes great. I've got some of their state, some of their state seasoning, but I was just telling Ralphs I don't eat much meat anymore. I mean, beef, anyway. Yeah. Well, this this the this Montreal chicken isn't that far removed from the Montreal steak. It's just not quite as, I guess, profound. Well, I've, I've always used I've always used Pappy's garlic and herb. Seasoning. Oh, Pappy's is wonderful. Especially my beer can chicken. Well, I was going to go beer can on this, but it didn't quite work out. And I, I find a Foster's can. No, it's uh, I, uh, with well with turkeys. I've found that the best is the just for the shape of the can, uh, the forty ounce Miller High Life. 
and I had one, but what I decided was that since uh, the boy and his beloved and the kids went over to um, his in-laws and he did the turkey over there, I decided I would just do like a big roasting hen. And so the beer can I had for beer can turkey wouldn't work. And I was not going to buy a six-pack of beer just for one can. So I roasted it. I, ro- what I, I put it over a roasting pan to catch the drippings and use the, uh, the rack that fits in the little, uh, the little receptacle on the, on the grill for the, uh, for the acorn. And I roasted the, I roasted the chicken over the rack to catch the drippings and the drippings are in there now with the chicken and it's heavenly. Cool. Hey, Robin. Yes, Scott. I wanted to revisit the uh, inter- the long interview that you had. With yeah. The, not you. You didn't have. Now, you said it was K- from KFMB, uh, which is our CBS TV affiliate. Right. And and on AM also a right wing uh, talk station. Of course it is. Leave it to them to find this dude. And to give him lots of, you know, an in-depth interview. 20 minutes. Uh, and and this, this is the redacted version. 20 minutes. And you, and you know, and I haven't checked on TV yet because this is the first time hearing of their connection to the interview. But they're going to promo the hell out of this and incorporate segments into their, you know, uh, 5, 6, and 11 newscasts for for several days because this is their top story you know we'll speak to the father of the alleged you know blah 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 and the guy i mean i i think one of my friends showed a picture of him he's was there a picture uh with the material that you were using the source material because uh, oh yeah what well, he looks rather uh what is that uh, road hard and put away wet? Well, that's you know, why that's what Matt in San Matt, that's what Matt in San Francisco said. Um, yeah, that's a high mileage forty eight there. There you go. There you go. But you you you. I I, I just is that really news? I mean, to let someone ramble on like that, <sighs> based on a, an association. What are they trying to do? The, the 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 fruit doesn't fall far from the tree, sort of take on the matter. Or? Well, I mean that, that that's kind of true. I mean, but and then, but but then there's you know there there's also an aspect to it where you got to let him ramble enough until and, until he gets to the part where he screws himself over. Yeah. Well. And, and then I and, and that's the quote. And then I go on to find out it's a gay bar, and I said, God, is he gay? I got scared. Shit, is he gay? And he's not gay, so I said, "Phew." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the give them enough rope theory of yeah. the. Uh, uh, Where's uh, Sparky? Just I took don't... off. He'll probably do that. <laughs> Uh, that was weird. I thought that was Rapture. But I, his his filmography, oh my goodness. 
I, I listed oh, the. Oh yeah. I listed yeah, the film. <laughs> I listed the films once. I'm not going back. No, I don't think you want to. Uh, and we, now, what? What possible parts would he play in a in a film such as that? Is he the pizza delivery guy? Is he the telephone repair guy? Well, in. I, yeah, let's see. In my MILF boss eight, I guess he's the employee. Oh, there were seven others before my MILF. Yeah, but he was only in my MILF boss eight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I guess maybe he was the, the, the headmaster or the principal or something, or maybe the professor in Latina Slut Academy. <laughs> And there's another one, and I'm just not going to repeat it because I don't want it clipped out by anybody and have my voice saying those words. Brother Deacon, Brother Deacon, Brother Deacon Ace like is probably it. already working on it. I want to see this list of titles. Not, I don't want to see the movies. I just want to see the list. I, I love the way they wrote it up, though. Brink, who has appeared in such films as... I mean, really? You're going to say films? In such <laughs> porn flicks? And I do, hi, Robin. Hi. This is or Ralphs or whatever. Yeah, hey, Ralphs. Um, from Democratic Underground, the dad, Brink, uh, performed... Using the stage name Dick Delaware. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> According to IMDb, it was adult films which led him to start habitually using drugs like crystal meth. In 2009, he appeared on the A&E reality show intervention where his family and friends confronted him about his drug use. And, you know, then, the, I mean, there's, this is from Blood Elbow or Bloody Elbow. And he was encouraged, or Aaron Brink was encouraged to become an MMA fighter by Tito Ortez. Oops, sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. That was Kayla knocking over my soda can. Whoop. And her almost falling off, but whatever. Because Tito Ortez was his old friend from high school. You know, some friends you need to leave behind after graduation, assuming he yeah. did graduate. Well, he debuted in 1998 shortly after serving time in prison on drug charges and compiled a three 
to one record by the time his son was born two years later. And then he went on to face debuting fighter and future UFC champion Andre uh, Arlovsky. A-R-L-O-V-S-K-I at UFC 28. Whatever that is. Well, if he still resides in the San Diego area, I'm willing to bet that he's out in East County somewhere because that's where all the interesting people usually reside. Although that one lady that got killed at the uh, Capitol on January 6th was from one of the beach communities, so it isn't always true. But from the sound of him, he's, I'm guessing, in a trailer park. Nothing against trailer parks, but you know what I'm getting at. Probably an East County resident. Well, if they were shooting at home, uh, it looks like an apartment complex, and he's standing in front of a stairwell at one point. Mm-hmm. God, I better look outside and make sure he's not a neighbor of mine. <laughs> well, uh, you know, who knew? Uh, uh, wait, who who knew that porn films have their own IMDb listings? I didn't. Well, now you do. So well, do I. I. I guess I do. And what was his name that he worked under? Um, well, let's see here. Uh, Dominic DeLeon or? No, Dick Delaware. Dick D- D- Delaware like the States? Yes. <laughs> and here's the uh, here's the cast of my MILF boss eight. Is uh, Felicity Split in any of them? Because Abby was- Brooks, <laughs> Madison Chandler, Raquel Devine. I'm sure. Billy Glide. Oh, baby. Ralph Long, Will Powers, Scott Lyons, Layla Rivera, Sabrina Sanchez, Nikita Von James, and of course, Dick Delaware. Oh, I'm telling you. And you know there is a, there is a, I don't know if it's still around, but there's an awards. Oh, yeah. You said Boogie Nights. The, the awards uh, pageant where they all went yeah. to L, uh, uh, Dirk Vegas. Diggler. Dirk Diggler. Jesus Christ. I got to watch Boogie Nights now. This is. Uh... Van Damage is one of the actors in Latina <laughs> Slut Academy. <laughs> Camilla Board. Wait, Camilla Board. B O R E D. Beige. Uh, I'll paint the ceiling beige. Uh, uh, Chanel Chavez is in that too. Um, a one named actor named Gabby. Another one named actor named Reno. This film also features Dick Tracy. And Brett Rockman. I love the fact that there's a uh, there's a segment for storyline. Add full plot. I mean, really, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, yeah. 
like a why even bother sort of thing. And the music in those films is <laughs> usually a lot of percussion, <laughs> bass. Bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> Oh, and from the department of I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Eugene Carroll has sued Nitwit Nero again. She filed a brand spanking new lawsuit today. Uh, when uh, the Nor the New York law went into effect that uh, lifted the deadlines for suing over sexual assault. Um, Roberta Kaplan, her lawyer, said Thanksgiving Day was the very first day Ms. Carroll could file under New York law, so our complaint was filed with the court shortly after midnight. She intends to hold Donald Trump accountable not only for defaming her, but also for sexually assaulting her. Maybe they're, uh, with any luck at all, Maybe maybe he'll be screaming and throwing food at Moral Ardass in the dining room. There's going to be ketchup all over the place. Throwing ketchup at the wall, that don't bother me at all. I still say there's a song in that. Oh, there is. There is. <clears throat> Crushing Adderall and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me. Got nothing to do. Ooh, that just scared me. I can still, I can still find that. Yeah. <laughs> Flinging ketchup at the wall, it don't bother me at all. Snorting Adderall and watching. We gotta, we gotta modernize it. Uh. Watching Steve Bannon's show, now don't tell me, got nowhere to go. There, we've got our, we've got our chorus. And I've just sent you a thread, Robin, from, from Democratic Underground. Every picture tells a story. And it's about the number of gun deaths versus the strictness of gun laws. Oh, that's it, yeah. Arizona has a stringency score of zero, and they have uh, 0.52 deaths per 100,000. Um, Alaska is way out there with one death per 100,000. Wyoming, yeah. California has the strictest gun laws, and it has a, uh, a, a handgun or a firearm death rate of 0.22 per 100,000. Connecticut has the second most stringent gun laws and has a point. One one per hundred thousand. 
Hawaii is very strict and has the lowest. No, Massachusetts is very strict and has zero deaths per 100,000. Hawaii has um, 0.04. Fascinating chart, Ralphs. Thank you. And the state I now live in, New Jersey, I guess, is like 0.1. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, there's a, there's a, a, a real, you know, there's a correlation. The fewer gun laws, the more uh, the more gun deaths. Kind of makes me want to look at West Virginia real quick. Uh, we had a we had a shooting here in West Virginia uh, just uh, yesterday or so. Of course, that was a matter of a... Well, there was a guy who barricaded himself in his home with a firearm and said he was going to kill himself, so the Putnam County Sheriff's Department went and killed him. Not very stringent here in West Virginia, and we've got 0.52 deaths per 100,000. About half of what Alaska has. Roughly equal to uh, Arizona, Stan. Oh, what's um, uh, Kevin, Colorado Springs sends us a uh, link from KRDO. Club Q's decade-long traditional Thanksgiving dinner continues thanks to locals. Pikes Peak Metropolitan Community Church hosted the 10-year traditional Club Q Thanksgiving dinner. Cool. The community came together and made sure the dinner dinner went off. And, uh, of course, the Metropolitan Community Churches are uh, very much queer-friendly. Joseph Shelton, president of the United Court of the Pikes Peak Empire, said there's been a lot of people in Colorado Springs because of what happened this week that think that they need to be leaving, they need to go somewhere else, but that's not the case. Colorado Springs is a place for all. And I, you know, I uh, I can, can can say some good things about uh, MCC, Metropolitan Community Church. I was you know, friendly with them back in my D.C. days and to a limited extent in Kansas City. You know, whenever there's something that hits the, you know, the community, they are there. You know, and it's refreshing to see a church not be so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. You know, that's a great line. Where does that come from? That's uh, Bob Harrington, the chaplain of Bourbon Street. Oh yeah, we've talked about him. him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that is autograph. Yeah, he uh, my little New Testament with Psalms in the back has his autographed. Bob Harrington, and then underneath, saved. Well, my uh, fifty-seven, my living Bible. 
<laughs> you know, the hip 1970s hippie Bible. Yeah. <laughs> in you know bound bound in green naga hide. Mm-hmm. Poor naga. <laughs> Poor nagas. Whatever. Now, now, where did you meet him? Uh, he they brought him to my, they brought him to the church I grew up in, and in fact, uh, Tom Lester, who oh, played Eb, who uh, played Eb, uh, signed yeah. that Bible, and so did Bob Harrington. Oh my! This is I'm why this is why I forever refer to myself as a recovering Southern Baptist. I'm nobbing with the greats, are you? <laughs> Yeah. You know, he also used to be on uh, the Phil Donahue program as a guest. There's the uh, famous episode where he debates, Bob Harrington debates Madeline Murray O'Hare. God knows that goes back. No, that, the fur must have flown there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, there you got two people that can really talk. I liked her. I mean, she would. They say that in some ways she was rather unpleasant, but we all are, you know, in a bad moment or whatever. Um, wow. Yeah, Bob Harrington. Oh, um, one of the things I enjoy from time to time is. Uh, seeing the the uh, article posts of what they're having a hissy about at Fox lately, and so an hour ago, some hyperventilating dweeb named Bradford Betts, B-E-T-Z, uh, authored an article for Fox News TV Radio Rwanda, saying. Uh, as Americans gathered around the dinner table with loved ones this Thanksgiving, one liberal magazine shared stories from women who say they're thankful for having had abortions. The Nation published the article on Thursday morning titled, We're Thankful for Our Abortions. In it, writer Nikia Natal interviews women who say having had an abortion, in some cases more than one, has given them opportunities in life they wouldn't have otherwise had. You know, and here's the, here's, here's the breathtaking quote. One woman said, I have deep gratitude that I was able to make a decision that was good for me. And another woman from Virginia said, I realized I needed to celebrate my life, my abortions, and how thankful I was for each abortion I had. Why can't there be an abortion narrative where people are happy, had choice, and created the life that they wanted? Well, the, is this the best that they can do over at Fox? I mean, have, have they? Have oh, it's they it's it's tw- it's it's twenty it's twenty it's twenty four seven pearl clutching over there. I don't see how how people can watch it. I mean, I'm a big uh, MSNBC uh, viewer. But there are times when I get exasperated at, at that, you know, the the, the relentless uh, repeating of 
you know, the same 15 talking points. Not that I disagree with the talking points, but it's like it's there's a Johnny one note, uh, you know, feel to it. And it's even worse at Fox because at least on our side, we're talking about stuff that's rooted in some reality over there. The best they can do, you know, is talk about women who have had legal procedures for personal reasons uh, arrived at between they and their doctor and maybe a family member. And it's nobody's fucking business, you know, except, except theirs. But Fox seems to be, you know, that that's, they're, they're just, there's somebody thinking something other than what we think. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. You know. And uh, the, the, uh, the other the, the other story that came out today, someone went digging around. You know, you know how it is. Out of them out of state, meddling out of staters, out of state, you know, coming in here and messing in our business. Somebody found a 1957 photograph of the young Jerry Jones. Oh, the football guy. Yeah. Who owns the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, and of course he's from Arkansas. And uh, he's standing with a bunch of other guys opposing the integration of Arkansas schools. He's trying desperately to downplay it. But the fact of the matter was, when you know, when 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 the time came to stand up, he stood with the segregationists. Would this have been in the Little Rock? Uh, yes, period? yes. My God, I didn't realize he was that old. That was what fifty-seven. Yeah. Jesus. And, uh, well, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't. I was, I was just going to see what was going on. That's all I was doing, going to see what was going on. I mean, I was just standing there. Right. Sure. Yeah, the Little Rock Nine protests. Sports Illustrated had the uh, had the story. Jones can be seen in a photo showing a group of white students blocking the entryway for newly admitted black students at the dawn of integration in public schools. Ahead of his team's Thanksgiving matchup with the Giants, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was in the news Wednesday after a photo surfaced from his past showing his connection to one of the first instances of public school integration in his home state of Arkansas. September 9, 1957, at North Little Rock High School, when Jones was 14 years old. Uh, shows a group of white students blocking the doorway and shouting slurs at six black students as they tried to enter. Well, I just went there because it was a curious thing, and I didn't have no intent to harass none of the black students. Or I didn't... I don't know that I or anybody anticipated or had a background of knowing what was involved. It was more of a curious thing. 
aren't there uh, specialists with whom these people can consult to get a to get coached on the right thing to say? His explanation, I have that in air quotes, by the way, for those of you with a fuzzy picture, it can't see the proceedings. Uh, you know, aren't there coaches that co aren't there people who professionals, uh, media specialists, PR people who coach public figures on the way to put things when they're giving their mea culpa or whatever? Obviously, he didn't engage one, the services of one. I was just standing around. Well, that's yeah. not going to fly. Well, what, and, and then and then realizing how deeply he was into it, and realizing that uh, you know the NFL has a real problem uh, in, in terms of, of um, diversity and equity in the coaching ranks and the ownership ranks. Uh, he said, uh, "I'll be very candid with you. I've often asked, why didn't you do more?" Why didn't you get up and have them come up on the bus and sit rather than standing back there? Why didn't you do more? Well, Jerry, it's because you're a, a classless POS who was afraid somebody would call you an N-lover. Honey, that's why you didn't do more. Jesus. You know... <laughs> There's something about that quote that reminds me of uh, Make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice. You know, sometimes I talk to God and I say, God, how come it is you done made me so rich and you done made me so so well off and so happy? Uh, why is it you done made me Jim Justice and not Kunta Kinte? And God, he answers back, and he says, I, Jim Justice, I made you Jim Justice and not Kunta Kinte because I had plans for you to do something with your life. And I saw a story the other day saying he's entertaining the notion of running for Senate in 2024. It, wow. Of course, it would. It, you know, I'm I'm all for somebody running against uh, uh, Alex Looney Mooney, so that he's not just the default Republican nominee. Yeah, but you want the new person to be better than the person the new person is hopefully replacing. You will, right? And I'm not sure you get that in in the likes of Mr. Jones. Well, no, it's a matter of who's going to wind up facing. Uh, Joe to the mansion born. And it just makes me feel icky at the prospect. Um Oh, 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 oh. Uh you know you know how uh you know how the maggots and the proud boys and said so, yeah, I mean I don't know I don't know why I said and the you know, same same over described as Mark Twain would say. Um, they, they, they bark and they groan. Groomers! Pedophiles! Right? You know, over things like drag brunches. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's their their go-to uh, 
spiel. I mean, well, uh, it turns out there's a, a, a woman named Patricia Kent out in Utah. Kent. Kent, as in Clark. As opposed to Kent, as in Emmanuel. Right. Um, she founded something called the Liberty Action Coalition. <laughs> well, she recently lost a write-in campaign for a county clerk position in Utah. Well, somebody went digging around in Patricia Kent's past and found out that Back in 1996, which would be uh, 26 years ago, I got that right? Yep, 26 years ago. She was a teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, bear in mind that as she was running this write-in campaign, she, too, barked and grunted about drag queens grooming little children for immoral purposes. Those are children, teenagers at best, who are being promoted to the idea, ideology of same-sex transgender. This is supposed to be the new exciting lifestyle, and everybody's supposed to love it. They're grooming our children for immoral satanic worship. I don't watch Hallmark movies anymore because, you know, and, and, and we had the, you know, we had the, the Mr. Methhead, uh, Brink, father of Andy, earlier. Just, you know, I'm a card-carrying conservative Republican. I'm Mormon. We don't do gay. I'm Mormon. We don't got no gays. And and he's so over the top and so obviously fried that you're like, well, you know, that's an outlier. No. Um, it, Patty here, Patty Kent. Patty Kent? Patty Kent. No, never mind. <laughs> um, you know, she, she's, she's just a normal old lady. They're grooming our children for immoral satanic worship. I don't even watch Hallmark movies anymore because I never know when they're going to sneak in that homosexual couple. They're not good family movies anymore. We know Walt Disney's no longer family friendly and hasn't been for a long time. Well, it turns out, because we were talking about 1996. Well, um, back in 1996... She had to resign as a teacher because she was having inappropriate and overly familiar relationships with the girls that she taught. And they revoked her teaching certificate in 1998 for unprofessional conduct, which included intimate personal relationships with students and inappropriate discussions of religion. And she uh, filed in federal court to sue the school board, settled in 2000, case was dismissed with prejudice, and now she doesn't appreciate it. Now she's upset. It's absurd that 26 years later people are making a big issue out of this. If I was guilty of what I was accused of, I would have been put in jail, okay? I wasn't. I was paid off, and that should be the end of it. I'm not one to live in the past. Like I said, I've moved on with my life. I continue to do what I need to do to live a normal life. You can almost hear the squeaking of the hinges on the closet door, can't you? Turns out she was a pedophile. And wait, a groomer. But most of the pedophiles and most of the groomers are over on the Republican side, like I noted at the beginning of the program. 
You want to find pedophiles and groomers, uh, just, uh, you know, peck on the walls in any given uh, in any given church or cathedral or rectory or, 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 or worship center. That's what they call themselves now. I don't know if you've noticed. They're no longer churches. They're worship centers. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, you'll find Pastor Whackbottom. Or, you know, you're, you'll overhear the two altar boys at uh, St. Taffy's Church. You remember that old blooper, don't you, Scott? Yes. <laughs> there will be a Peter pulling contest at St. Taffy's Church. Uh, now, a couple of altar boys over here. Yeah. Uh, talking about confession. Uh, well, uh, what's Father Murphy give for masturbation? Snickers and a Coke. <laughs> it's not funny. But, well, no, uh, it's, it's it's not funny, but it's it's like uh, you think back. I mean, as a former, you know, as I. I my mother used to call me a lapsed Catholic, but I am strictly a recovering Catholic. And you think back at all the, you know, priests and nuns and influencers of another time, and your way, and you know, even before your wayward youth. Well, that's how I got to be wayward. I think was the fact that I, after eight years of, well, ten years, eight your first eight grades plus first two years in high school. There's only so much hypocrisy that that a person can stand, you know. And 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 when you're younger, I mean, this is how it was for me. But when you're younger, your antenna is more finely tuned or, or attuned to the the things that people say who are in in control versus what they actually do and who they actually are. And if the things don't add up, then you've got to say, well, maybe this is not the place for me. But it's it's like, uh, and and the the thing that's so troubling, and maybe I shouldn't even buy into the illusion that things do get better. Uh, you know, at this point on the calendar, I would have thought that we would have progressed in some meaningful, measurable way. But all you've got to do is turn on the TV or open a newspaper, and there it is for you. Ample evidence that it's it's just not everywhere, but in many places, there's no discernible uh, evidence that we're progressing. It, it's, it's just no retrograde motion. It's 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 disheartening. You know, and if, if there's anything to be thankful for, I'm thankful that, you know, I can turn off the TV. I know that doesn't end the problem. But when you get, you know, when, you're, when your gullet gets just stuffed with madness, sometimes you've got to take a, take a break, sit in the penalty box for 15 minutes. It is still going to be there when you get back, you know. Yeah, well... It's never not going to be there. 
So I, I just very, but I am thankful that there are that not that that not everybody is as batshit crazy as a lot of these people. Are people eating? Or are we the only two people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh... I'm eating. Ah, what do you? <laughs> bon appetit. I see. I was going to wait till after the the program because well, you're three hours behind. If I get that tryptophan hit, I'm not going to fall asleep during the program. You know, I kind of figured it out in advance. Oh, and I need to send out thanks to Frank. Hey, Frank, thank you so much. Frank jumped in and. Uh, uh, the quick math here, so that means uh, uh, your twenty-five dollar challenge got finished, Ralphs. And so that's yeah, twelve. Let's see. Down to eleven seventy and eight seventy. We're at eight seventy. Uh, no, we are eight seventy eight eight fifty five eight fifty five. Did you have it, by the way, on your Facebook? Did you have a chance to play the short video by Reed E. Kilowatt? Um, no, I did not see that. Oh yeah, the, the uh, I was the preface was that a lot of people in the Horn family don't realize the intricate uh, equipment and technology behind this daily program, and I found a, a video the device that's used to make this thing work. The uh, spokesman for the company, Reed E. Kilowatt, uh, gives like a minute and a half explanation. Of, of just what makes this program possible in terms of technology. Oh, well, let me go and find that right now. Electronic magic. I, uh, and it's fascinating, and as an old radio guy, I can attest to the fact that every word that he is uh, saying is reliable and true. Uh, let's see here. Okay. This is going to take a second. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw something Texas T posted. A giant Chris, Chris Christie balloon being led down Broadway in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Ah, yes. Reed E. Kilowatt, the Rockwell Retro... <laughs> okay, stand by. This ought to be fun. Here at Rockwell Automation's world headquarters, research has been proceeding to develop a line of automation products that establishes new standards for quality, technological leadership, and operating excellence. With customer success as our primary focus, work has been proceeding on the crudely conceived idea of an instrument that would not only provide inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal gram meters. Such an instrument comprised of Dodge gears and bearings, Reliance electric motors, Allen Bradley controls, and all monitored by Rockwell Software is Rockwell Automation's retroencabulator. Now basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, 
It's produced by the modial interaction of magnetoreluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated annulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal vanes, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator. Every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremi pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meters. Moreover, whenever fluorescent score motion is required, it may also be employed in conjunction with a drawn reciprocation dingle arm to reduce sinusoidal deplenoration. The retroencabulator has now reached a high level of development, and it's being successfully used in the operation of Milford Trenions. It's available soon wherever Rockwell Automation products are sold. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I thought you would uh, enjoy that. That was absolute, utter, complete, and total gibberish. Yes, it certainly was. <laughs> it's right up there with authentic <laughs> frontier gibberish. Now, tell me more about this this uh, balloon in the in the parade. Is it bit was? That's Chris Christie. In well, the it's a picture of, of Chris Christie that's been superimposed with guy wires and. Uh, you know, it's the it's the picture of him at the beach and being led down Broadway, you know, about to float away. Yeah. Bigger than Bullwinkle? I mean, that's a pretty good Yeah, no, this was there. huge. This was huge. <laughs> uh, Some mighty Chris Sowery people are shopping on there. Yeah, that, that sounded tasty. Uh, okay, well, we've got a Tucker, a, a, you know, a testicle toasting Tokyo Rose Tucker Carlson sighting. He's now he's now angry at Pete Buttigieg for not being gay enough soon enough. Will you poor closet cases make up your mind? Pete Buttigieg, of course, couldn't pass pass up a moment like this. It's not like Pete Buttigieg wants to talk about how things are going over at the transportation department, which he supposedly runs. Short answer: Not well. No, Pete Buttigieg wants to talk about identity. He always wants to talk about identity. And the funny, I no, he wants people to stop shitting on people like him. I mean, it, I'm kind of I'd take cards in that game. Ironic thing is, until just a few years ago, Buttigieg wouldn't even admit that he was gay. He hid that and then lied about it for reasons he has never been asked to explain. Why not? You know, there's something about this clip from Tucker Carlson that I just think isn't going to age well. You know, when he eventually gets caught with a man in his mouth. Because there's just something about Tucker that kind of makes you wonder. But whatever. Now he's happy to use his sexual orientation as a cudgel to bash you repeatedly in the face into submission. Um, I don't think anybody's being bashed in the face. People are being shot and killed. Yeah. So, you know, that. Because, oh, he's a liar. He just, uh, honey, it takes a while for some people to come out. 
And, of course, there's a reason he didn't come out earlier. He was a military officer. You know, as a military officer serving under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and as an elected in the state of Indiana when Mike Pence was governor, at a certain point when it came to professional setbacks, I had to wonder whether just acknowledging who I was was going to be the ultimate career-ending professional setback. I came back from the deployment and realized that you only get to live one life, and I was not interested in not knowing what it was like to be in love any longer. So I just came out. I had no idea what kind of professional setback it would be, especially because, inconveniently, it was an election year in my socially conservative community. What happened was that when I trusted voters to judge me based on the job that I did for them, they decided to trust me and re-elected me with 80% of the vote. And what I learned was that trust can be reciprocated and that part of how you can win and deserve to win is to know what's worth more to you than winning. And I think that's what we need in the presidency right now. We have to know what we are about. And this election is not about any of us up here. It is not about this president, even though it's hard to talk of anything else some days. It's about the people who trust us with their lives. A kid wondering if we're actually going to make their schools safe when they've learned active shooter drills before they've learned to read. A generation wondering whether we will actually get the job done on climate change. And if we hold to that, then it doesn't matter what happens to each of us professionally. Together, we will win a better era for our country. God, he is so much better than that little uh, that, that little shit weasel Tucker Carlson. Never been asked to explain? Uh, that's a hell of a lot of explaining, isn't it? And it's all because testicle-toasting Tucky Carlson is butthurt over the fact that people are figuring out that... Uh, you know, non nonstop hatred leads to people being slaughtered. But that having been said, the, this has been a lovely little conversation for Thanksgiving, and people probably need to go and eat. I do. Uh, I just got a note from Annette saying that uh, the kids are home and they've got two very, very tired, tuckered out little girls with them. Oh, God, they were so cute today. I got them uh, coordinating uh, outfits for this time of year, and they wore them today, and they were absolutely precious. It is such a joy to watch little ones grow up again. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Scott, for your conversational help. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Ralphs, for popping by. It was lovely to see, uh, to, well, to hear you. Um. I hope you have a great evening, Sparky. Um, trying to see who all. The, Kevin, you and you and you and Tracy have a lovely evening, please. Um, and uh, well, Friday on the front porch tomorrow. And I hope I hope everybody enjoyed the time that we spent together this evening. And uh, I'm going to great night. It, you too, Ralphs. Thank you, dear. 
And thanks for the challenge. I don't <laughs> often get to thank you personally. Thank you for that. It was a nice little visit around our Warren family table. Yes. And I'm going to go. And, and, I'm going to go and find out if I dried out the chicken. And I'll bet you there are no other uh, uh, programs, left, right, or center, on the uh, radio or the internet that uh, had a live uh, event today. I'm thinking we were pretty much a unicorn show this evening. But so often is the case that the things we do and we say here are entirely unlike anything going on in broadcast media today. And I'm awfully proud of that, and I'm awfully thankful for it. Because y'all are the ones who, who, who buy into the idea of conversation radio. Y'all are the ones who, uh, who, who show up and want to engage in long-form conversation. Because that's how we get to the end. You know, you were talking about why, uh, Scott, you were talking about why give that guy 20 minutes. It, yeah, took, got, it, it took the whole 20 minutes to get all of the crazy out. Yeah. Well, sometimes we take what God knows you and I do and me and Todd and and and, and Tracy and me and and so many others. We t- we take the time to drill down into the issues and figure things out. And I think that's where so much of the magic here happens. And, and so I swear I don't think anybody else is doing anything like it. So much of the problem and the problems that are addressed on the program came about as a direct result of the pr- proliferation of sound bites posing as news coverage that got us into this mess. Yeah. If there's no examination and, and no, uh, you know, point by point listing of what the deal is, you'll have no idea how to approach fixing whatever the deal is. Exactly. And, you know, Jude just said a cogent interview from how the two reporting interviewers crafted those questions to the father, you know, Dick Delaware, going back numerous times to that father's albatross of ignorance, brain damage, and God knows what else. I found the two interviews weave a full picture of a why one shoots to kill in these days. That's just my perspective. And it's a solid perspective. Thank you, Jude. And, uh, well, thank all of you. Thank all of you for being part of all of this. I say it every night, but it's absolutely true. Oh, I hear a sweet little voice. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to mute the mute the room. I hope you all have a, a, a wonderful uh, remainder of your Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you so much for being partial sponsors of the program. Thanks for all the challenges. Thank you to our anonymous friend this evening. Thank you to Ralphs. Uh, thank you, thank you to Matt in San Francisco. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, thank you to Frank. Um, and I, 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 if I if I've missed someone, I apologize so uh, entirely and sincerely. Thank you to uh, Brandon, jumping in. Thank you, Brandon. Ah. Uh, um, Thanks for just keeping all of this going so that these conversations can, in fact, take place. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. I love hearing from you when you listen to the podcast. I love hearing from you when you're listening live. 
I love the interchange of ideas. Thank you to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Sparky. Thank you, Roger. Steve, I hope you and Ms. Karen had a lovely Thanksgiving. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. I'm not sure if there's going to be a Malloy this evening or a rerun or what, but uh, the best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is head on dot live. And no tune-in ads. Yeah. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch. WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Stay safe, get your boosters, get your flu shot, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV and the tridemic. Yeah. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer. Um, Wear your mask when you're around the great maggot unvaxxed and unwashed. Keep your social distance 15 to 20 feet like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if some guy who looks like a cross between all those people we mentioned plus Popeye uh, comes sort of bobbing and weaving towards you down the street... Avoid Dick Delaware like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Later. <laughs>